We'll do them in the recording thing. With the recording. Yeah, we'll do this. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. And welcome to With us, as always, is Mr. Sean Fogg. I am Joy Bonnier. Special guest, Kelly Ridgeway. Yo, yo. And the master of ceremonies, Sean O'Brien. Hi, guys. Master debater and cunning linguist. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. Shani, what did you get for Thai food? I got Mongolian beef. Goddamn Mongolians. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? <laughs> Mongolian beef? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's cow. Well, you, you previously stated that you don't understand Chinese yeah, food. No, because that's, Ch- Chi- that's a Chinese Tiny's food dish food? that Tiny's I am getting food? from a Thai food Chinese. place. Yeah. That's exactly I don't, what it is. Yep. <laughs> it's from Taiwan. That, yeah, that is Chinese. I've had too much Irish coffee. Mm. It is the day after St. Patrick's Day, still. <laughs> hey, sausage on the table. Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning Racist. to you. Hi, Yuri. How you doing, bud? Not on call. How you doing, B? I'm good. Having fun? Mm-hmm. Did you like the last episode? Yeah. You didn't want to record the last episode. What? You didn't want to record the last one. You were like, I'll sit out. Well, yeah. Are you good on this one? Why didn't you want to sit? Why didn't you want to do it? I don't know. It just felt like a, I had nothing like to contribute. Yeah. Oh, nobody ever has anything to contribute <laughs> on this show. This is completely my indulgence because we have like 40 minutes before the Thai food gets here. And I can't sit here doing nothing. We tried to play <laughs> Settlers of Catan, but Joey won all the times. So. <laughs> Joey, yeah, he fucking. I'm very good at it. He is. He's <laughs> like. He's like. I don't even know what that is. Settlers of Catan. Yeah. Oh, we should maybe play mm-hmm. if we have time. We'll see what happens. I am a workaholic, so we'll probably do like a fucking politics or something. I also have Monopoly. I'm not a gamer. Oh, Monopoly. Haven't played that in a while. They're getting rid of the boot. Yeah, and, I, I bought uh, mine before. They're the getting rid of the boot. Why? And two others. They're giving the boot. Yeah, they're, they're adding, getting a they're cat. Adding a, and they're getting what's that boot? They're getting a cat. Yeah. Yay. Oh, because oh, to 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 they got to the dog. And, like, oh, there's a joke. Oh my god, god. it's just so PC. Cats are more popular on the internet. Yeah. Oh, god, I hate things. Yeah. Why are they getting rid of the boot? That's bullshit. There's two other ones too. What are they? I don't remember. The battleship. That's gone for a long time. Yeah. There's no the battleship isn't there anymore? Oh yeah. We are not playing Monopoly. Is the Jesus iron Christ. gone? Because yeah, that that's was really left. Yeah. sexist. Why is the iron sexist? Men can iron. It's just an iron. It's just a thing. When it came out, it was like I guess that's get fair. back to the kitchen and make me some pie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. and do my ironing. I have Nathaniel Hawthorne's The Scarlet Letter. Oh, Speaking that of sexism. Woman. That woman. <laughs> I have uh Don DeLillo's or DeLeo's, I say it different every time, Americana. Not the 80s comedian. I have Thomas Pynchon's Mason and Dixon. Seeing that it will be pretty close to April 28th, I have The Sound and the Fury by William Faulkner. I have Only Revolutions by Mark Z. Danielewski. No Country for Old Men by Cormac McCarthy. On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Fuck that book. Why? Fuck that book. I have Underworld by Don DeLillo. The Vampire I have The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Man, F. Scott Fitzgerald. (laughs) Sean Fall. I have Finally the Dream of the Great American Novel by Lawrence Burel. 
So recently <laughs> retired Monopoly pieces include the thimble, horse mm-hmm. and rider, the howitzer, the cannon, uh, the oh, bag the of cannon. money that was only available from 98. There was a cannon? Uh, yeah. yeah, the cannon's old school. Yeah. I didn't know there was a cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Like fun. The My iron was, was retired in 2013. And the train is only in the deluxe editions. Wow. Yeah. What were you, Sean O'Brien? What was your piece? The car, because it makes no sense. It's the only one that can travel on a road. So it makes the most sense. <laughs> what? It has the most truth. I was the dog, and I would, like, bark it across. Oh, that's kind of cute. That's really cute, actually. Sean what were you? The dog works, but it can't buy property. Or the symbol I liked being the Wait, symbol. a car can buy property? A, a car can, I mean, the, the presupposition is that, like, there are people in the car making it drive around. How do you know it's not a Google car? Making purchases. Because it was, there was also a sentient thimble. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the thimble you said be? Me. You were also the thimble sometimes? Oh, okay. Yeah. You changed pieces? Yeah. Wow. Is this, is it a frequent thing or was it like, <laughs> nobody changes pieces? Yeah, I, I did different things. Uh, you changed pieces, Shafa? Well, yeah. I, I was the youngest of my cousins. I, I only played Monopoly when I was with my cousins. Aww, so it was uh, basically whatever piece was left over was mine. Which piece was your yeah. favorite cousin? <laughs> That's weird. Um, favorite cousin or what was your cousin's favorite piece? No. What was your favorite cousin's piece? Yeah. Um, I don't <laughs> really <laughs> remember. Uh, it is um, weird. Okay. Yeah. You know, the, the dog was always uh, first. Was that weird? Go- That's an interesting yeah, thing. I don't, actually, I don't think my, to my have a favorite cousin, cousin. Yeah, I don't think I'd have one. a favorite cousin. You don't have a favorite cousin, Joy? I don't think I would say it on air. It's kind of mean to my other That's cousins. That's why I said, what was your favorite cousin's piece? I have one funny? cousin and we've never played Monopoly together. <laughs> oh, wow. She is a good 12 years older than me. I think I've got like 40 something cousins now. Wow. That's that's too many. Could you yeah. pick a favorite cousin, Sean? Pr- Are you counting first or yeah. second? That's oh, only that's first. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can think of My grandparents had 12 kids. Out of all of your cousins. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You're cold. Or just I have a... As ice. Or I'm just honest. Cold as ice. I couldn't pick a favorite, like, immediate family. Chop and broccoli. Chop and broccoli. I would like to be the canon when I could. No, I don't think I could pick a favorite cousin, actually. I'm gonna think of it now that I'm no, yeah. it's too violent. I don't Aww. like the cannon. No. It's, 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 it's violent. It's like from a bygone era. Mm-hmm. The cannon? Yeah. You would like to be the cannon, wouldn't yeah. you? Joey, what was your piece you said? The top hat. Fancy lad. Yeah, you were. I forgot about the top hat. But then there's also the clue pieces. Oh, oh yeah. The yeah, weapons. They changed those they got, recently too. Yep, they mm-hmm. did. They got. Didn't they get rid of the gun? Uh, did they? That makes, That's yeah. silly. Yeah. That's silly. The easiest way to kill someone. By the way. Or they changed it from a revolver to a gun. Because it used oh, to be the revolver. Yeah. Back to Monopoly, because I'm not done nerding out. <laughs> Do you guys know what all the what the what the board is based on? What all the different places Atlantic are? Atlantic City, right? Yeah. All right. Take no, it easy. Everybody I knows that. Not everybody knows uh, that. Dare. Dare. Unless you get hey, the you. Chicago <laughs> edition <laughs> or the New York edition. Hey you, hey you or listening to literary Star Wars right? Hey you or... listening to literally literary right now and didn't know that tidbit? You're welcome. Nobody listening to literally literary didn't know that fucking tidbit. I have. They're all from Are you guys going to pick one of the great American novels I have in front of me? <laughs> if you read No Country for Old Men, you have to do it in an accent of uh oh, what's Tommy his Lee face? Jones? No. <laughs> what's it? Oh, and uh, Javier Bardem. Yeah, yeah. You got to do the Javier. I'll Bardem. do the parts that are necessary. The the sugar, whatever the fuck. Anyway, so look, guys, what do you like? What do you like? Do you like things? I you like mentioned No Country, so I'm almost obligated, but. I can't get through that movie. I still have keep falling asleep. Oh, we'll watch during that, that movie. movie. Yeah. She doesn't like it. Is what she's saying. <laughs> no, I just, she keep just falling asleep. Force her. She doesn't dislike it. But. <laughs> well, it is what is a the only revolutions? Oh, that's way only too complicated. Is awesome. But, okay. I want to read on the road. 
No. Why? Yes. What, what do you have? What do you have against that? Just because Fuck Jack you. Kerouac. Yep. Goddamn okay, so we're Can you tell it. me why, at least, you don't like it? God damn it. Okay, so we're let me it. let me explain. We are. Let me explain to you. <laughs> only revolutions first, and I'll read a little bit of that. Just that, and I promise I'll get to fucking on the road. Um, oh, it's fucking on the road. Sean, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> I, I want you to do me a favor. Open this book, flip through it, and describe it to me. How on a Duchamity scale? No, however you want to do it. <laughs> Oh, it's um, uh, magazine style. So it's just kind of like uh, text. Oh, no, I guess no. it follows a format there. Mm-hmm. So what do we got? Uh, it looks like poetry with annotations and then like upside downy writing. Um, the upside downy is just more random poetry with like, what do we got? Footnotes Sean's here. Flipping it back or and forth that, like, and looking along the yeah, sides. Upside down margins. and right side up. In like, what uh, shape do you have to read in the shape of? You have to play Twister. <laughs> You have to play uh, Twister while playing when, this. How, yeah. how, are while you, how are you turning the book right now? Let me explain this to you guys. Oh, there is no like right or wrong there way. There is, actually. There is. Uh, there is. Oh, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure thing. No, it so, is like, not. So the things it are like not. split in half. No, it is not. Yeah. So it's like the, the pages and the page numbers are like split in the middle. So like we have page 135 mixed with like 217. <laughs> He's flipping it back and forth. He's turning it over and then reading it and flipping it back. Over this again. is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> He's so angry. Yeah. No. <clears throat> Let okay. me explain the story to you. Fuck this shit. Why? <laughs> it has it has an award on the this front. This is too. a road trip novel. Um, it is between two immortal sixteen-year-olds. Jesus. Um, <laughs> each this the, every single page of this book has three hundred and sixty words on it. Every single uh, it is the exactly three hundred sixty pages in both directions. Okay, that is both from well, the left to the yeah, right. Yeah, because if there's 360 pages, there's 360 pages. Well, no. You can't have an extra page going another way. Yes, you do. Yes, you can. There's two books in this book. Yeah, I got that. Right. One starts with S. They start and end on the same page. Yeah. I One is from the perspective of Shit. Haley. Mm. Of Haley. Um, the, the girl. Comet? The girl. Mm. <laughs> the girl. But yes, also the comet. Um, what you do is you read eight pages. In her direction. Oh, my God. And then you flip it around, and you read eight pages of Sam. Oh, my God. Why? Because it's only revolutions. Does he say to do that? And you read it in a yes. revolution. It's a circle. Because it's can a, can read an instruction. symbol. I want to hear it. Yep. In the instructions. <clears throat> you take an eight, you rotate eight. You... If you turn the book upside down and swing it around every eight pages, you can alternate the monologues of its two narrators, Sam and Haley, so as to spin them together. Each story features, alongside the main narrative, a kind of sidebar with fragments of historical facts and shards of dialogue underneath a date, like snatches, uh, like snatches of some ominous news ticker. The beginnings, two never-ending endings, 200 years of history in the making, one pivoting midpoint in Dealey Plaza, and one shared dream, and anyone can see that the dream at stake is America. So it's about killing Kennedy? <laughs> it does start there, yeah. It, it starts both in 1863 and in 1963. Oh. Yeah. Right on. So Kennedy and they Lincoln. They meet in the middle of time. Yeah. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> pretty good, pretty huh? cool. It's an awesome fucking book. I actually really loved this book. Sounds douche. Shall I read some of it? It sounds very high on the proustometer, but yeah. Right. Oh, no, it's fucking, it, 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 it is. It does it break the scale? Percent. That's a full-on Greg. Yeah. I think I'm going to read... I think I'm going to read Haley's opening, because I like Haley's a little bit more than Sam's. Unless, Kelly, you want to read Haley's? No. <laughs> uh, it opens with the line, you were there. Where? Here. 
They're everywhere. What? I'm flipping so the book upside down. If it was so easy to read, you'd think you'd be able to start, huh? I can't remember which one. So user friendly. So we're not reading on the road. We're gonna read. On, we're gonna read. Could you road. imagine trying to read that on a Kindle? Uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, the digital version of this oh, also has you... graphics and, and it, it, it animates and it comes alive. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know if it comes alive. That seems. Yeah. Like it's... it's not a pop up. All my Joycians out there know exactly what I'm saying. History comes alive. History has its eyes. Sounds like reading Rainbow. You. Oh, we're reading Rainbow. That's what we are. Maybe I'll just, no, should no. I read on the road? I promise to do that. O'Brien's. How much time do we have? I think Where you need to see this book in order to read it. I don't think you can just listen. That is, there's a great line in Finnegan's Wake, which is. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the collective groan of society. <laughs> I'll be your Arl Inus. Oh my God. That is even so worse than I expected. Arl as in A U R A. Yeah. Hearing Inus as in E Y E. I'll be your Arl Inus. It sounds dirty, but it's stupid. Helios, Hellscarth, contraband. I can walk away from everything. Everyone loves the dream, but I kill it. Bald eagles soar over me. I jump free this wheel on fire. Blaze a breeze. I'll devastate the world. No big deal. New humanity all around, with a twist, with a smile, a frown. Almighty 16 and so free, rebounding without even a cap. Golden bears bow at my knee. Go ahead, Lieutenant General, take it all. American beavers also chitter, scared, bowing, fawning too. Why don't I have a hat? Turning around, a foal wobbles over with a soft nose. You're impressive. I pick him up, coyotes add. Impress everyone. Approval unanimous. I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. Vanguard, surrendering nothing, but April does. This land is my land. Treats me reverentially. My force earnings, thrickety field creed legs. Mule deers snort. You're our end, cougars purple. By my hand, fire ants and badger trees. It's, it's, a, it's a verb. Badgers fuse. Purple Glaciers tracks. move. That's a beginning. Kingbirds hatch, and a peekaboo monarchs wake too. I'm a new whore upon the earth, releasing whore. floods, sluicing rapids. No big deal. Me. I wish I had a hat too. Top of such yeah, heights, sweet. my salutations Top ring hat. down from frozen fields. Cataracts surge racing whirls of egalitarian wisps by forests of pale harm, and from sleep scattered screes where scree, bat scree. blab. Batting brook trout's glee, I start the ball rolling by ambling have no glee. My fiery mountaintop hollers, hee! A thousand starlings soar through dissipating mists. I will sacrifice nothing. For there are no countries except me, and there is only one boundary. Me. Of course. Boreal toads and milk snakes applaud. Milk snakes? Come with jelly beans? Nay, my carried yearling agrees. He likes ghouls. By and by, I round the bends <laughs> thrillingly. My mule on my back comforts curiosity. Tranquility and civil authority. Wasps and cottontails flurry. Respect my authority. I'm in no hurry. But what now worries me? Terribly unique. Heartendingly sharp. Out there, my only harm. Of course, I approach the edge. Roams below. Dribbling the extent of my thawing ramble, surely. I'm the mountain. 
which the world climbs down from, and I laugh because it tickles. Martians wheel, and through with, I wave, I... Uh, sorry, and, th- and though with a wave I could raise it, I'm fascinated. My donkey trots off. Never fall! Somehow wider, some way stiller, out there, somewhere, another killer. Exciting. But spinning round to share suspicions, I find some crony with fleam lassoing my terrified pony! Giggong, scallywag! She'll spit even if I Mr. fourteen teeth split and crumble. Free him now, I brash. Ready to burn her, turn her, blow her to ash. But also amused, I calmly approach. She tightens the ropes until hoarse groans. Then abruptly, both are gone. A long tear quits me, tumbles by my strife, and on the dry paths lashes my life with earth. That's the end. What wrath and withering woe just stole my friend. Yet here I am, again, alone. No more soft nose. Time to just set this fucker off. No big deal. By the way, this is Sam. I apologize. This is starting with Sam. Oh, my God. I know. I'm sorry. My whole concept is conscrewed. You got to start over. But what peace? Bighorn, sheep, and worms romp. My destruction is the ultimate peace. Over with a hint, a flick. There's so much more to greet. Talks a woodpecker's beak. Couldn't care less. I elect to kiss the world away. Wouldn't take much. That's it. Pitiless. Kneel. Kiss hag. Horse. Mountain and all. A bye-bye, buy this. Only before my lips can afflict giggles. Bustles behind the whore? scoffing crows. Gold eyes with flecks of green bumbles out boothless upon her king. Gold eyes, isn't that jaundice? She even stumbles over me, terror and awe, paralyzed. After all, I'm her size redemption. This way to New Delhi? Mallards and hawks preen. Lost my balance, she skeins. Loosening a fumble of wild hair, my nostrils flare, my shoulders catch continents, my open palms detach horizons. I stand and scorch her falling sky. I'm her world. Of course, dear Tyro trembles. What a captivating smile. You okay? She queries. My fumy snorts, blistering mesas. Waving her hand. Slow? My severity burning out her possible plans. Simpleton! She concludes, no biggie, I need shoes. Two, I'm off to find some falling snow. Shrugging, does I, anyone buy one shoe? I gift her my laugh. Its lift so staggering, overcomes her. She hyperventilates, bends, agonized. What hurt I deliver with just a hapless shuffling flap. When suddenly, by a wild and only wind, I strangely blurt, I promise I'll never leave you. Flash follows, searing lime to wide. Fascinating. She curtsies. I'm Haley. Hi. That's the start of Sam. And we'll do Haley. Just to- Was that eight no, no, pages? No, 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 no. We're going on the road. We have to do Haley real quick. On the road. We have to do on the Haley. Road. We have to do Haley. On the road. I'm sorry. We'll do it on the road in a second. We'll have time. Well, let's we'll, take a, let's we'll take give that on the road. Sam Saras, Samara, grand. I can walk away from anything. Everyone loves the dream, but I kill it. Atlas Mountain, the cedars gush over me. Up, boogaloo. I leap free this spring on fire. How my hair curls. I'll destroy the world. That's all. Big I'll ruin all around. With a wiggle, with a waggle, a spin. Almighty 16, and so free. Rebounding on bare feet. Trembling aspens are pretty here. You've nothing to lose. Go ahead. Have it all. Tamarack pines. Scare, sway scared. Appalled. Also pretty, perfumed. Why don't I have any shoes? 
<laughs> Twisting around, almost willows slope and smile me comfort. So he's going to buy Get a hat. Beyond all that, Get it. tag alders along with grass. Beyond every grasp, will wind following applause. And through my long arms, fleet, toes, neato, all revering me, euphorically. April's free radical boiling these bare rock bowls with savage basins ringed with licorice and lilacs. You're our end, bullthistle rasps. By my finger, mints and catnips clash. Glaciers pour. That's a start. Avalanche lilies glee my spring. Poppy blossoms explode. I'm a new terror upon the land, releasing runoffs, tumbling torrents. No sweat. Me. Top of this peak. My greetings crash down upon powdery cliffs, releasing rivers beneath whirls of murderous amaze by plateaus of national hurt. And from stone-scattered taloos, where climbs of Douglas fir yonder, I start the ball rolling by wandering off. My fiery mountaintop grovels. She. A thousand buds of western flax and gifts of melting. Haze. I will sacrifice nothing, for there are only conflicts except me, and there's only one transgression. Me. Of course. Daisies and saxifrage cheer. Race on, Rola! That's my Charlie Mustard seconds. Bend by bend, I lead every curd blossomly. Choke cherry dotes, sanctioning my volubility. Continuity in grass, porosity. Shy mountain of Avens. I'm no haste. Except what now troubles me, terribly alone. Heart-endingly hooked. Out there, my only harm, of course. I near the barb. Roams below, slippering my fars with thawing ease, of course. I'm the world which the mountain descends from, and I laugh because it tickles. Tansy and tarragon sway, and though by a flick I could stop it all, I'm curious. Stave oaks thrush. Never get stung. Some way higher, somehow strewn, out there somewhere another rune. Stupendous, then, imputingly, a mustache toother jerks me around. <laughs> Lost little lemonade. There are no return for those with no starts. Sure. I got weed, too. Where are you from? Around. Want to get down? You're all school and no summer. How's that? No class. Yeah, but it's spring, baby. And I just lie down and let him. And when he goes, I go, too. A round tear slips past, slides for my life, and on the soft paths, showers my dirt with strife. I'm over this. Yeah, oh, me too. Oh, what a dowry repugnant <laughs> thing just rolled me. How now here, so easily misused, flowers from my curls so rudely removed, time to just waste this fucker. No worries. But what about generosity, Clover and Snowberry's shummy? My obliteration is the ultimate gift, over with a snap, a slap. But there's so much more to meet, wine tweens of matrimony vine. I don't give a shit. I'll yep. never know more the world with a smooch blissfully too, torridly cruel, tiptoe and kiss the mountain trees, rude root and all. Bye-bye. Hot. Only before my end-all smacker can land, an imbecile, crouching down among buttercup and rollers, green eyes, with flecks of gold, rears back before his queen, shrills screeching my leap, on his knees, elbows, paralyzed, after all, I'm his cry's redemptions. Don't be, don't yeek. Yarrow and asters confirm. Imp trembles and squirms. Goof hair and hands for hives. While palm to palm, my calm diverts tides and troubles patriots. Par patriots taking lives. I'm his land, torching a broken sky. I'm his world. Of course, dear Dino shakes. A cute smile.
clumsy klutzoid! He haws. My acceleration immolates plateaus. Are you retarded, Missy? My serenity wipes out his gall. Yuri agrees. Go beg somewhere else, he calls. I'm busy. Someone stole my horse and I'm off to find some fallen snow. But I'm the sizzle preceding disaster. Only by his panicky squawk I am overcome with laughter. Heaves, doubling over, wheezing. What calamity I bring with just a shoeless pirouette. When by flash, searing lime to wide, I weirdly demand. I wish you'd just chill. A wind follows. Curious. He bows. Hi. I'm Sam. Oh, let's go to your fucking on the road. Stream of consciousness bullshit. No, it's glorious. Form a fucking thought before Those you put it on paper. Thoughts. It's insanely thought. It took him like fucking six years to write that book. Yeah, just because you have a thought doesn't mean you have to write it down. Finish your fucking thought and tell me a goddamn story. Don't just fucking string together random sights. Oh, I saw a couch. Hey, I Sean saw Fall. a cat. I saw hey, Sean a Fall, you ready for this? Fucking. For sale. Baby shoes. Never worn. Succinct. It's a whole fucking story. Makes sense. On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Chapter one. This one time I drove around a bunch. My friend Dean is really cool. I like girls and things are pretty. The end. That's the whole book. That's on the road. (laughs) I hate On the Road so much. What were you gonna ask me, Joe? I never read it. I was just curious. That's uh, wow. interesting to take. What I I just gave you the whole book. Okay. I just read the whole book. My friend Dean is really cool. Girls are pretty, pretty, and I like things. That's all of On the Road. This one time I drove around a bunch is how it begins, though. Why is That's it so popular? One. Goddamn hippies! Fucking beatnik bullshit. They just drive around and they like things, and girls are pretty. And his yeah. friend Dean is—is uh, cool. is that wrong? Why, why is the Grateful Dead popular? Or I was? think that's a little different. It's really? not. <laughs> It actually, The Grateful Dead is better than on this than this book. I, wow. That's why I mean it's very different. The Grateful Dead's fantastic. Oh wow! No, on the road's fine. You know, I, uh, I don't think I bet you I could play you four songs. You could get you would like Casey Jones. You better watch right, your speed. Exactly. Ride that train, high. Dude, cocaine. they have funny uh, story songs. <laughs> yeah, too, that you'd like. Okay, anyway. All right, let's let's do, let's do it. Copyright 1955. It's just the uh, the low blow or the uh, the easy uh, pickings. Do you I think this went with is fish. just because it was revolutionary that people like it so much? Was Jack Harris? Yes. It's counterculture. It's this a, is, yeah, yeah it, it was counterculture. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a travel journal, effectively. That, this is know, when yeah. hitchhiking was cool. <laughs> yeah, it, basically. It, so this is 50s? 60s? Yeah, 50s. Okay. And, and Kirsten Stewart shows her boobs in this. Kristen. Kristen Stewart, Kristen Stewart shows her boobs in this book. Nice. So. Uh, she does in her new movie, too. So Nice. That's, yeah, personal shopper. <laughs> Pun intended. Actually, like, she gets fully nude. So. Thank you, Mr. So go Skin. See it if you guys <laughs> I'm sorry, Ms. Skin. Kirsten Stewart naked. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Kristen Stewart. I like Kristen Stewart. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have no Kelly's idea who she is. Look like, she's, hey, she's love things. Cool. All right. Uh, part one. Chapter one. <laughs> this one time, I drove around a bunch. <laughs> My friend Dean is really cool. <laughs> Girls are pretty, and I like things. Condescending yeah. cunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I swear to God, this is how it begins. I first met Dean not long after my wife and I split up. I had just gotten over a serious illness that I won't bother to talk about, except that it had been something to do with the miserably weary split up and my feeling that everything was dead. With the coming of Dean, 
you know what? I never forget how to say this last name. I read this entire fucking book and I never actually forget it. Um, Moriarty? Moriarty? Isn't that the villain from Sherlock Holmes? What? Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Moriarty? Yeah. What in Sherlock Holmes is that? The villain. The villain. Like I said eight times. Like the dude. <laughs> like his nemesis. Yes. <laughs> in the in the in the book? I, I, like I've ever read a fucking book. Oh, in <laughs> in the new Sherlock, Moriarty is, is yeah. the thing? Oh, cool. Then it's probably a reference to this. Anyway. <laughs> but the coming of Dean Moriarty began the part of my life you could call my life on the road. Oh, is Moriarty on just a TV thing? <laughs> Cue no, musical I sting. I, I just assumed it was like the... the yeah. I, I don't remember him from the book. There's the stories. But there's a bunch of stories. There are many. Yeah, I don't remember. It's only a story. He's probably in one of the stories. Yeah. I'd only dreamed of going west to see the country, always vaguely planning and never taking off. Kelly's. I put my foot on <laughs> Kelly's chair and she's staring at me. <laughs> she's staring daggers at my no, foot no, I'm not. on her chair. Is it the rudeness well, or is it a germaphobe thing? Or Everything. No, yeah. I was that actually look was... looking at this little, my her hole leg. in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, before that, I don't know. Sorry. Uh, before that, I'd often dreamed of going west to see the country. Should Always. we get into Kellyanne Conway sitting on the couch? <laughs> That's oh. what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Always vaguely planning and never taking off. Dean is the perfect guy for the road because he actually was born on the road when the parents were passing through Salt Lake City in 1926. Oh, that's weird. 26. Right? 1Q84? Anybody? And a jalopy on the way to Los Angeles. <laughs> First reports of him came to me through Chad King, who'd shown me a few letters from him written in, new, in a New Mexico reform school. I was tremendously interested in the letters because they so naively and sweetly asked Chad to teach him all about Nietzsche and his wonderful intellectual Nietzsche. things that Chad knew. At one point, Carlo and I talked about the letters and wondered if we could ever meet the strange Dean Moriarty. This is all far back when Dean was not the way he is today. When he was a young jail, jail, what? jail kid, shrouded in mystery. Then news came that Dean was out of reform school and was coming to New York for the first time. Also, there was talk that he had just married a girl named Mary Lou. One day, I was hanging around the campus and Chad and Tim Gray told me Dean was staying in the cold water pad in East Harlem, the Spanish Harlem. Dean had arrived the night before, the first time in New York with a beautiful little sharp chick, Mary Lou. They, by the way, one word. Uh, they, they got off the Greyhound bus at 50th Street and cut around the corner looking for a place to eat and went right in, Hector, right in Hector's. And since, and since then, Hector's cafeteria has always been a big symbol of New York for Dean. They spent money on beautiful big glazed cakes and cream puffs at this time. And Sorry. <laughs> uh, they spent money on, big, on beautiful big glazed cakes and cream puffs. All this time, Dean was telling Mary Lou things like this. Now, darling, here we are in New York, and although I haven't quite told you everything that I was thinking about when we crossed Missouri, and especially at the point when we passed the Boonville uh, Reformatory, which reminded me of my jail problem, it is absolutely necessary now to postpone all those leftover things concerning our personal love things, and at once begin thinking of specific work-life plans. And so on in that way, and... He had in those early days. I went to the cold water flat with the boys, and Dean came to the door of his shorts. Mary Lou was jumping off the couch. Dean had dispatched the occupant of the apartment to the kitchen, probably to make coffee, while he proceeded with his love problems. To him, uh, for to him, sex was one and only whole... Sorry. 
was the one and only holy and important thing in life, although he had to sweat and curse to make a living and so on. <laughs> you saw... You saw that in the way he stood bobbing his head. You saw that in the way he stood bobbing his head, always looking down, nodding, like a young boxer to instructions to make you think he was listening to every word, throwing in a thousand yeses, and that's Autry, trim, thin, thin-hipped, blue-eyed, with a real Oklahoma accent, a sideburned hero of the snowy west. In fact, he'd just been working on a ranch. Ed Walls in Colorado before, ma- before marrying Mary Lou and coming east. Mary Lou was a pretty blonde with immense ringlets of her hair, like a sea golden tresses. She sat there on the edge of the couch with her hands hanging in her lap and her smoky blue country eyes fixed in a wide stare because she was in an evil gray New York pad that she'd heard about back west and waiting like a long-bodied, emaciating, uh, Modigliani, surrealist woman in the series. racist? Modigliani. Modigliani, sorry. Is that like a jazz singer? He was the other villain what in Sherlock Holmes. Modigliani? <laughs> That's good. It's like yeah. a, he's a painter. Modigliani? Mm-hmm. Oh. I dig what, what era? Uh, <laughs> uh, burp, 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 where I dig Leon right? more. Is he? <laughs> yep. Sorry, I lost my spot. Uh, surrealist woman in the spectrum. But outside Taking being a sweet you. little girl. <laughs> Outside of being a sweet little girl, she was awfully dumb and capable of doing horrible things. As most women are. That Thank night, you. I didn't have to say that. That night, we all drank beer and pulled wrists and talked till dawn. And in the morning, while we sat around dumbly smoking butts from ashtrays in the gray light of the day, Dean got up nervously. You gotta do around, what you gotta do. Thinking and decided the thing to do was to have Mary Lou make breakfast and sweep the floor. Sounds, oh, sounds man. Right. In other words... We've got I to get this on the Jack ball. Kerouac. <laughs> what I'm saying, other otherwise, words, it was the style at the time. It yeah. is fluctuating, <laughs> fluctuating and lacking true words. knowledge or crystallization of our plans. Then I went away. During the following week, he confided in Chad King that he absolutely had to learn how to write from him. Chad said I was a writer and he should come to me for advice. You can't like learn to write. Meanwhile, man. Dean had gotten a job <laughs> in a parking lot. Had a flight. Had a fight with Mary Lou in their Hoboken apartment. God knows why they went there. I know. Right. Tell me about it, bro. And she was so mad. I can't figure out this mic. And she was so mad. (laughs) Well, it's not like you could ever figure out the other one, so it doesn't fucking matter. And she she was so mad and so down deep vindictive that she reports to the police some false, trumped up, hysterical, crazy charge. And Dean had to wiretapping because all women are hysterical. So he had no place to live. It's not Trump, though. He came right out to Patterson, New Jersey, where I was living with my aunt. And one night while I was studying Is everything there, he tweets Trump, though? Was a knock on the door. By definition. Yeah. And there was Dean, bowing, shuffling obsequiously in the dark hall, saying, What's that one? Hello, you remember me, Is Dean that, Moriarty. That's Dean? Come on, he's cooler than that. I've come to ask you, you how to, sh- <laughs> come hey. to ask you to show me how to write. Hey, guys, I'm Dean. <laughs> And where's Mary Lou? I asked. <laughs> and Dean said she apparently hoard a few dollars together and gone back to Denver. The whore. So we went out to have a few beers because we couldn't talk like we wanted to in front of my aunt, who sat in the living room reading her paper. She took one look at Dean and decided that he was a madman. The whore. In the bar, I told Dean, Hell, man. Drop that. I know well you didn't come for me the other than want to buy me a liner. Uh, after all... What do I really know about it except you got to stick to it with the energy of a Benny addict? And Mike he said, really accentuates that height. Yeah, it's great. And he's <laughs> really said, pleasing. Indeed. And he said, <laughs> yes, of course. 
I know exactly what you mean. And in fact, all those problems have occurred to me. But the thing that I want to do is the realization of the... Sorry, goddammit. Uh, the thing that I want to do is the realization of those factors that should one depend on, on Schopenhauer's dichotomy for the inwardly realized. What? And so, and so on in that way, things I understood not a bit, and he himself didn't. In those days, he really didn't know what he was talking about. That is to say, he was a young jail kid all hung up on the wonderful possibilities of becoming a real intellectual. And he liked to talk in the tone and using the words, but in a jumbled way that he had heard, that he had heard from, from real intellectuals. Although, mind you, he wasn't so naive as that in all other things. And it took him just a few months with Carlo Marx to become completely in there with all terms and jargon. Nonetheless, we understood each other on levels of madness. And I agreed that he could stay at my house till he found a job. And furthermore, we agreed to go out west sometime. That was the winter of 1947. One night, when Dean ate supper at my house, he already had the parking job in New York. And he leaned over my shoulders as I typed rapidly away and said, Come on, man. Those girls won't wait. Make it fast. I said, Hold on a minute. I'll be right with you as soon as I finish this chapter. And it was one of the best <laughs> chapters in the book. Then I dressed and off we flew to New York and to meet some girls. As we rode in the bus, the weird phosphorescent void of the Lincoln Tunnel, we leaned on each other with... We leaned on each other with... Phosphorescent Floyd? Floyd. Mayweather. Phosphorescent void. Did oh. I say Floyd? I thought I said void. Sorry. Uh, night showed the fingers waving and yelled and talked excitedly and I was beginning to get the bug like Dean. He was simply a youth tremendously excited with life. And though he was a con man... Oh, he, he was, was excited, right? He was, only con- he was only conning because he wanted so much to live and get involved with people who would otherwise pay no attention to him. He was conning me, and I knew it, for room and board and how to write, etc. And he knew, and he knew I knew. This had been the basis of our relationship. But I didn't care, and we got along fine. No pestering, no catering. We tiptoed around each other like heartbreaking new friends. I began to learn from him as much as he probably learned from me. As far as my work was concerned, he said, Go ahead. Everything you do is great. He watched over my shoulder as I wrote stories, yelling, Yes, yes, that's right. Wow, man. Phew. And wiped his face with his handkerchief. Man, wow, there's so many things to do, so many things to write. Uh, how, how to begin to get it all down without modified restraints and all hung up like literary inhibitions and grammatical fears? That's right, man. Now you're talking. And a kind of holy lightning I saw flash from his excitement and his visions while he described so torrentially that people in buses looked around to see the overexcited nut. In the West, he'd spent a third of his time in the pool hall, a third in jail, and a third in the public library. They'd seen him rushing eagerly down the winter streets, bareheaded, carrying books to the pool hall, or or climbing trees to get the the attics of buddies where he spent days reading or hiding from the law. When we went to New York, I forget what the situation was, two colored girls. There were no girls there. No color they were either. even supposed to meet him, for a, meet him in a diner and didn't show up. We went to his parking lot where he had a few things to do. Change his clothes in the shack and back and spruce up a bit in front of a cracked mirror and so on. And then we took off. And that was the night Dean met Mark, Carlo Marx. A tremendous thing happened when Dean met Carlo Marx. Two keen minds. Oh, I really just thought are. you mispronounced Carl Marx. No. <laughs> Two keen okay. minds they are. They took to each other at the drop of a hat. Two piercing eyes glanced into two piercing eyes. The holy con man with the shining mind and the sorrowful poetic con man with the dark mind that is Carlo Marx. 
From that moment on, I saw very little of Dean, and I was a little sorry too. Their energies met head on. I was a lout compared. I couldn't keep up with them. The whole mad swirl of everything, and that was to come, that was to, uh, everything that was to come began again. It would mix up all my friends, and then I left all my family in a big dust cloud over the American night. Carlo told him of old Bull Lee, Elmer Hassel, Jane, Lee in Texas growing weed, Hassel on Rutgers Island, Jane wandering on Times Square in a benzedrine hallucination with her baby girl in her arms and ending up in Bellevue. And Dean told Carlo of unknown people in the West like Tommy Snark, the clubfoot pool hall rotation shark with a card player and a queer saint. He told him of Roy Johnson, Big Ed Dunkel, his boyhood buddies, his street buddies, his innumerable girls and sex parties and pornographic pictures, his heroes, heroines, adventures. They rushed on. They rushed down the street together, digging everything in the early way that they had, which later became so much sadder and perspective and blank. And perceptive and blank, sorry. But then they danced down the streets like dingle dotties. Dingle doties? Dingleberries. Yeah. <laughs> and I shambled, as I'd been doing all my life after people who interest me, because the only people for me are the mad. And the ones who are mad to live, mad to talk, mad to be saved, desirous of everything at the same time, and ones who never yawn or say a commonplace thing, but burn, burn, burn like fabulous yellow Roman candles exploding like spiders across the stars. And in the middle, you see the blue center, center light pop, and everybody goes, Aww. What did they call such young people in Goethe's Germany, wanting dearly to learn how to write like Carlo? The first thing you know, Dean was attacking him with a great and amorous soul. Such as only a con man can have. Now, Carlo, let me speak. Here's what I'm saying. I didn't see them for about two weeks, during which time they cemented their relationship to fiendish all-day, all-night talk proportions. Then came spring, the great time of traveling, and everybody in the scattering gang was ready to, was ready to take one trip or another. I was busily at work on my novel, and... When I came to the halfway mark after a trip down south with my, aunt, uh, with my aunt to visit my brother Rocco, I got ready to travel west for the very first time. Dean had already left. Carlo and I saw him off for the 34th of the Street Greyhound Station. Upstairs, they had a place where you could make pictures for a quarter. Carlo took off his glasses and looked sinister. Dean made a profile shot and looked coyly around. Does that mean you look to the left? I took a straight picture that made me look like a 30-year-old Italian who'd kill anybody who said anything against his mother. This picture Carlo and Dean all cut down the Italians? middle with a razor and saved half each for their wallets. Dean was wearing a real Western business suit for his big trip back to Denver. He'd finished the first fling in New York. I say fling, but he only worked like a dog in parking lots. The most fantastic parking lot attendant in the world. He can back a car 40 miles an hour into a tight squeeze and stop at the wall, jump out, race among fenders, leap into another car, circle it 50 miles an hour in a narrow space, back swiftly into a tight spot, hump, snap the car with emergency so that you'd see it bounce as he flies out, then clear out of the ticket shack, sprinting like a track star, hand a ticket, leap into a newly arrived car before the owner's half out, leap literally under him and as he steps out, start the car with the door flapping and roar off to the next available spot, arc, pop in, break, out, run, working like that without pause, eight hours a night, evening rush hours, and after theater rush hours, and greasy wino pants with frayed fur linen jacket and beat shoes that flap. 
Now, he bought a new suit to go back in, blue with pencil stripes, vest and all. $11 on 3rd Avenue, with a watch and watch chain and a portable typewriter with which he was going to start writing in a Denver rooming house. And as soon as he got, as soon as he got a job there... Typewriter comes with a suit? We had a farewell <sighs> meal of Franks and beans and the 7th Avenue Rikers. And then Dean got on a bus and said Chicago, and uh, that said Chicago, and roared off into the night. Chicago? Chicago. And roared off into the night. There went out, there went our wrangler. I promised myself to go the same way when spring really bloomed and opened up the land. And this was really the way that my whole road experience began. And the things that were to come are too fantastic not to tell. Yes. And it wasn't only because I was a writer and needed new experiences that I wanted to know Dean more, and because my life hanging around the campus and had reached the completion of its cycle and was stultified, but because somehow, in spite of our difference in character, he reminded me of some long-lost brother. The sight of his suffering bony face with the long sideburns and straining muscular sweating neck made me remember my boyhood in those dry dumps. Die dumps, sorry. Those die dumps and swim holes and riversides of Patterson and the Passaic. His dirty work clothes clung to him so gracefully, as though you couldn't buy a better fit from a custom tailor, but only to earn it from the natural tailor of natural joy, as Dean had in his stresses. And, as an ex- and, and in his excited way of speaking, I heard again the voices of companions and brothers under the bridge among the motorcycles, along the wash-lined neighborhoods and drowsy doorsteps of afternoon where boys played guitars while their older brothers worked in the mills, all my current friends were, quote, intellectuals. Chad, the Nietzschean anthropologist, Carlo Marx and his nutty, surrealist, low-voiced, serious string talk, old Bull Lee and his critical, anti-everything drawl, or <sighs> else they were slinking criminals like Elmer Hassel with that hip sneer, Jane Lee the same, sprawl on the oriental cover of her couch, sniffing at the New Yorker, but Dean's intelligence was every bit as formal and shining and complete without the tedious intellectualness. And his criminality was not something that sulked and sneered. It was a wild, yay-saying overburst of American joy. It was western, the west winds, an ode from the plains, something new, long, prophecy, long prophesied, long a-coming. He only stole cars for joyrides. Besides, all my New York friends were in the negative nightmare position of putting down society and giving their tired, bookish, or political, or psychoanalytical reasons. But Dean just raced in society, eager for bread and love. He didn't care one way or the other. So long as I get that little old gal with that little something down between her legs, boy. And so long as we can eat, son, if there's hear something me? between her I'm legs, hungry. she's not a girl. I'm starving. Let's eat right now. And off we'd rush to eat. Whereof and saith the Ecclesiastics, It is your portion under the sun. A western kinsman of the sun, Dean, although my aunt warned me that he would get me into trouble, I could hear a new call and see a new horizon and believe it at my young age. And a little bit of trouble, or even Dean's eventual re- uh, rejection of me as a buddy putting me down. And he, as he would... Joker. Later on, starving not your buddy. sideways in sick beds. <laughs> what did it matter? I was a young writer, and I wanted to take off. Somewhere along, the, hoser. somewhere along the line, I knew there'd be girls, visions, everything. Somewhere along the line, the pearl would be handed to me. That's chapter one of 
I feel like he's in love with Dean. Yeah, I think that's astute. Yeah, he's just like making up the fact that he wants. Yeah, he's like, I, what I really want was girls, you guys. I, I swear to God, I'm girls. totally straight. I really want girls. But Dean is this really Dean's cool like, dude. Have you seen his eyes? When, when, <laughs> when he got out of the water, it was clinging to his body. But I totally want girls. But seriously, like, Dean, he was just so smart. And he said things so nice. The way he said things. And he set me up with so many girls. He set me up with so many girls. So, guys, seriously, like, I had so many girls when I was on the road. But, like, Dean, like, introduced me to this one girl this one time, uh, Kristen Stewart. And, like, but Dean, like... I don't know, but Dean, when he, oh my God, I looked in on them and Dean was the one with his butt. He had a butt. I don't know if I told you guys, but Dean had a butt. It was Most sexy. people do. No, but like Dean's butt was really Dean though. Sweet. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Literally. I mean, yeah, Literary. <laughs> You, you were fine. I know. It was the first time he said it right, so he said it wrong. He confused me. <laughs> Should we just keep going since the typhoon's not here yet? It's a uh, long please episode. Please make sure to contact us yeah. or yell at us at Fawcast Studios or Politinkering at the at the Politinkering. Remember to oh, follow wow. us Why are you at ruining everything? If you get a chance, please tweet. rate us on iTunes. And uh, there's our typhoon. Oh, you can tweet me. At J O E B O N I E R. I thought he was going to cut it it's off. It's still recording. He I thought you were going to cut me off too. That's why I got excited. It's still going. I guess we're still going. Yeah, you can keep We're still recording. What, what about Alan Ginsberg? Is he good? You, you a fan of him? I honestly don't know. Ginsberg. I, I, haven't, I haven't read too much Ginsberg poetry. Or, I've heard he's okay. That was a Ginsberg. <laughs> if I had to put money on it, he's been. <laughs> He's probably yeah. I, I would. I'd probably like Ginsberg's poetry a little bit more than On the Road, just because On the Road is what I just read to you. I swear to God, is the whole book. It's putting me I to believe. sleep. <laughs> it's the same thing. But I like I, plain I like, it, I like that it's supposed to influence a lot of good stuff that I like. Maybe <sighs> you know, yeah. easy, easy Rider's decent. It's not that good. Okay. Easy Rider is just fucking bullshit. Bob Dylan. Boom. I'm wearing a Bob Dylan shirt right now. Good. Really? It sucks. Even like good albums. <laughs> 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 Thank you.